This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's a good one today. We've got the Chicago Bulls point guard of the future. That's right. I said point guard. Enough. With the Kobe White is a two-guard, he's a sixth man, he's a poor man's Ben Gordon, he's a better man's Ben Gordon, he is going to run the show for the Chicago Bulls. And yes, I will talk to him about that. Kobe White on the pod today. Congrats to the Bears, by the way. News around the city. The Bears are 2-0, even though Mitchell Trubisky has played three good quarters. We'll talk about that later in the week. The White Sox closing in on a division championship. Dylan Cease, what's going on, my brother? Not finding the strike zone. What do the Sox do with that third starter role? It's looking an awful lot like Dane Dunning. But could they possibly go with somebody out of the bullpen to start a game? An opener, as they say in the baseball world. I think that might be actually on the table, at least at some point, if the Sox make a deep playoff run, which we're all hoping they will. Cubs side, Chris Bryant, what's going on? It's painful. I hate it. I wish you were going well. You're one of my favorite athletes in the history of this city, uh, but it has been a rough go for Chris Bryant, and I absolutely love what David Ross did with Kyle Schwarber last night. Yeah, once it goes over your head, you don't get to lollygag around the left field corner, Kyle Schwarber. That was what was going on last year, and it was allowed to slide. Ross nipped it in the bud. Probably the last chance to do it, right, last week of the regular season. Hey, I am not settling for us not being all in all the time. Thought David Ross made a great job, did a great job, benching Kyle Schwarber last night. Hopefully that will pay dividends. But without further ado, let's get to our interview with Kobe White. Happy DeWindy. Showtime. He just told me to go out there and be Kobe. Kobe, Kobe, on the NBA's all-rookie second team, Kobe White of your Chicago Bulls. Kobe, how are you feeling about that second team? Not bad to be recognized. No, no, no. Obviously, you know, everyone wants to be on the first team, but not taking this for granted. It's an honor. It's a blessing, you know, give all the glory to God. My play was recognized to be second team. Not too many people could say they can done that. So, yeah, so like, it's, it's a blessing for sure. What was perhaps the number one thing you learned in your rookie year? For me, it was be patient. Um, your time is coming. Uh, it was it was humbling experience for me. It humbled myself. I humbled myself through my rookie year. So it was for me. It was patience. You started out, I guess, you know, hot and then up and down. But then it seemed like in the second half of the year, you actually really started to find your footing and get comfortable. Looking back on it, is that how it felt? Yeah, yeah. I started the season first few games. First couple of games were pretty good, and then. It was just good game, bad game, bad game, bad game, good game. So, and then the second half at the All Star, um, I finally, I, I guess, I got comfortable, and you know, I was just playing, and you know, things started to click, and I started to find uh, my rhythm. Let's get who you're working with today, Zenny Eyewear. Uh, for everyone, you guys are donating 3,500 pairs of glasses here. Uh, almost 3,000 pairs of Zenny blocks has been donated to kids. Uh, in the Chicago Park District. This means a lot to you, Kobe. Tell us why. 
Um, just for me to help out in the community. Um, for me to, like I said, shit, I, I did it back home and I wanted to do it in Chicago too, just because Chicago, when I first got drafted here, they welcomed me with open arms and, and you know, there was all room for me and they was excited that I was here and they welcomed me like family. So for me uh, and the way they support us, for me, it was only right to give back, especially to the kids during this time. You know, the blue light glasses, I mean, what it does for you, it helps you, um, it, it obviously blocks the blue light that is submitted from technology. Um, so with, with the school year starting the way that it is, kids going to be a lot of technology and, and it's a lot of a lot of um, Zoom calls, a lot of, uh, you know, virtual learning. So I figured that would be a way that I can help them out and help their parents out also. How have you been spending your time during the pandemic? You're obviously not your standard off season. Oh, man, just trying to stay occupied, obviously working out. But you can only work out so much during the day. And you got you got so much free time. You have to find a way to stay occupied, have to find a way to stay, you know, to get your mind off things. So for me, it's just working out and then trying to find stuff to do, like going on walks in Chicago, you know, before it gets cold. So, you know, stuff like that. So, so you spend the summer in Chicago? Uh, no, actually, when the pandemic started, I went home for a couple couple months, two or actually three or four months. So I was home for a, a long time. So that was good for me to be home. It was the first time, you know, in a couple of years, I really, well, in a year or two, I really been with my mom, you know, back home. So that was good to be back there. Where would you get your workouts in? So my, my trainer still has his own gym in uh, Wilson, North Carolina, the city next over where I went to high school. Uh, he has his own gym, but it's only a half court. So I would go work out there. Um, five times a week, um, go work out there, uh, midday and just honestly hang out there. Um, because you know, there was really nothing else to do. So I would just work out and then hang out. And those, they were my guys. So like, they're like, uh, my big brothers. So like, it was always cool hanging out with them. It's weird. I would think for guys right now, cause I mean, maybe you're willing to take the risk to play five on five, but if you don't know who's playing, you don't want to get the, you don't want to get the virus, but you also want to be working on your game because guys get better in the summer. So I don't know what that looks like coming back next year, but it seems like it's going to perhaps be a little bit different for some guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I was home, I was able to play five on five a little bit, um, but it was mainly with my, my friends. So it wasn't like playing against like NBA talent and high level guys. So like you said, when I came back to Chicago, uh, we get tested, you know, we was getting tested twice a week. So you could go play, but it was it'll be that risk of you finding the gym. You don't really know who's who, and you play and you test positive, and then you sit out for two weeks. So it wasn't really worth taking that risk. So for me, I um, I just been looking forward to this bubble we're about to start, so we can just start hooping again uh, for these next two weeks. What kind of conversations are going on with your guys? Have you been talking to Zach or, or Lowry or Wendell? You guys are, I think, prime, and I think for a, a huge jump here coming up uh, whenever we have basketball in 2021. Uh, I, yeah, just to stay locked in, stay focused during this time. Um, we don't know when the season will start, but like I said, we're all looking forward to this bubble and being all together as a team again. So um, getting all back, getting back on the court together. Um, but we're super locked in. Like I said, we're, you know, we talked about it. We just, going to continue to get better, take it a game at a time and, you know, just focus on winning, trying to win games and trying to win games. I look at you guys like there's a bunch of talent in that room. It's just a matter of it all coming together. How do you see it? Uh, I see it the exact same way. Um, like I said, like Coach Williams used to say, Rome wasn't built in the day. Um, you know, um, it's a process, man. 
Uh, this is my first year in the league. This is Wendell's second year in the league. This was Lowry's third year in the league. Uh, you know, for us, um, it takes time. You know, it takes time to, it's not something that happens overnight. So, um, like I said, this offseason, especially this bubble, is going to be huge for us. And this offseason should be huge for us and all coming together. So I've spent a lot of my time on social media, Kobe, and on the video here and radio, wherever I'm saying, look, why do we want to take point guard duties off the table for my guy, Kobe White? He just got in the league. Why not let him run a team? And people say, no, 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 no. He's a, he's a two guard. He's a two guard. He's a, he's a guy that's a six man who can come off the bench. I'm like, how do you even know? He played one year at North Carolina as a freshman, showed plenty of point guard talents. He's been in the league for five minutes. Are you thinking about like, hey, look, my goal is to run a team? I know that's what I want to do. I know that's my goal, and I know that's that's what I'm going to achieve. Um, I want to play point guard in the NBA, and I feel like I have the skills and the tools to be a really good point guard in the NBA as long as I stay humble, as long as I keep working, I keep grinding. Um, like I said, social media is going to be social media. Everybody has their opinion. I don't pay too much attention to it, um, you know, so everybody got their opinion. It is what it is. Um, I'm just going to prove them wrong at the end of the day. Is there anything that you're focused on specifically as far as just playing the one? Uh, for me, um, I know for me, my numbers um, finishing at the rim have to be better as the, as the one. Um, I can get there. I know I can get to any spot on the court I want, but just finishing around the rim um, and being more of a playmaker, uh, being more of a playmaker, getting more. And I think that will time that will come, you know, with time at, at the one, you know. So um, those two things are and shooting off the dribble was one thing that I had to work on too. shooting off the dribble. How do you feel you work with Zach? Um, I feel like it's good. I feel like we play off each other. I think, as you can see, towards the last 10 games before Zach went out, uh, I think he hurt his hamstring. Um, we was playing good together. You know, we was a one-two punch. And um, when we was out there, we was difficult. We was both difficult to guard. And then we didn't ever get to add really Lowry and Wendell to the mix because they were still coming back from injuries. Um, so we were super excited. And then Zach went down and then the season and then Larry and Wendell came back and then the season ended. So it was just never got to happen. What do you see as far as getting Lowry to where he can actually be? I mean, he should be an impact player for you guys. Like what's what do you think your role is in helping him get back to where he was at the start of his career? Just, you know, obviously last year was a down year. Um, he's going to get back to it, no doubt. Like I said, I see the I see the work he puts in every day. Um, just do my part, try to encourage him as much as I can. But he doesn't need much encouragement because he knows what type of player he is. Um, just get him the ball, get him the ball uh, in the ways that he can in- impact the game and score. Um, so for him, it's just you know just give him encouragement. Um, he should be fine. You know, I see the work he put in. I know everyone knows how talented he is, and everyone knows you know the beginning of his his career what type of player he was, he was, you know, production-wise, what he was doing out there on the court. So it's no doubt in my mind he'll get back, get back to that uh, no matter of no time. Because it doesn't look like he's – you don't want him standing in the corner as a standstill shooter. That's not his role, right? And putting him in the post, maybe that's a, maybe that's a play, but it seems to me like, like on the move, um, you know, I don't know, different spots, pick and roll. I'm, I'm not a coach here, Kobe, but I'm trying to figure this out because I know there's some way to unlock that guy. There's too much going on there. Yeah, uh, I wish I could. I could tell you too. Um, I'm not the coach. <laughs> I'm not the coach. But um, like I said, I have no doubt that he'll get back to where he was. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm just gonna do my part to be a leader and, and encourage him and give him all the confidence that he needs. Yeah. Who was your toughest matchup in year one? Like, whoa! I didn't realize what I was gonna be dealing with this dude. 
Well, honestly, the toughest matchup that I had, and people might say, that, well, the toughest matchup I had was Tony Parker. I'm, I'm not Tony Parker, uh, Patty Mills. Why, why so? He's a competitor I'm, now. No, he's a competitor, and he moves <laughs> nonstop. So I remember before the game, before the game, was we was going to walk through uh, that morning. And uh, Coach uh, Coach Roy and uh, Coach Coop all were like, basically like, you know, um, he's not going to stop moving now. Like, he's not going to stop moving. He's, he's going to shoot. He's going to be aggressive. He knows how to play basketball. Like, this is not the ordinary, you know, you know, because I was guarding, I was guarding the players that, you know, that came off the bench with me. So for the most part of the year, I was guarding them, uh, you know, so he was like, so I get in the game and he's going around screens, he's going around screens and I'm closing now. He's not missing and he just never stops moving. And it got to the point, I think he wound up having like 28 or something like that. And then we got to the point where it was one of those, like I ran, I'm sprinting, I closed out and I gave one of the best closeout I ever gave and he knocks it down. And I just look at the bench and I'm just like, what do I have to do? <laughs> and for me, that was my toughest matchup for sure. Cause he just, he didn't get tired. He stayed locked in the whole game. He works hard on both ends of the court. So it was just. And this is an incredibly challenging time. Uh, and there's a lot of athletes stepping up and doing stuff off the court. And I you know, was going through your Twitter. You were retweeting a lot of stuff of that just I, I'm sure is on your heart. What are you seeing your role as far as not just giving back with Zenny, but just uh, bringing attention to things in the world that could be a little bit better here as we go forward? I just want to use my platform to um, to make better, to make change. Um, like I said, it's, uh, it's a lot going on in the world right now besides the pandemic, and we all want change, and we all want things to get better. So for me, you know, I just try to spread on my uh, Twitter, I just try to spread positivity, um, but also acknowledge the things that just, just aren't right, that, that we need to do better and that need to change. Do you think too much is being put on athletes to do this, Kobe? Um, I feel like... To be honest, I feel like it's our job. It's part of the job. Um, athletes are looked up to in this country a lot. You know, a lot of people look up to us, and when we speak, a lot of people listen. So I feel like that, you know, it's our job to speak up and use our platform to to help, you know, you know, the the world. You know, I'm not one of those that, you know, I know people say shut up and dribble, but I don't believe in that. I believe everybody – is equal and everybody should voice their opinion, no matter if you're an athlete or no matter if you work at, you know, anywhere else. I feel like you should be able to voice your opinion without people saying, you know, shut up and do this, shut up and do that. It's not your field. It's not this and that. So do you look up to anyone or that did that in the past when you were a kid that you're like, you know, if I ever get on that platform, I want to be able to do the same thing. Any guy that you would point to woman, whatever. Um, I've always looked up, like I said, since I was a kid, I always looked up to my mentor, Chris Paul. Um, I feel like he did everything right um, from speaking, using his platform, using his voice um, from, you know, that did that regard on the world. And, and then also to, you know, like I said, giving back to the community uh, back home. So in Winston-Salem, which he does. So I feel like in every regard, I always looked up to him. Kobe. Great stuff with Zenny. Really appreciate you giving back. Really appreciate your time. Best of luck in year two. Can't wait to see you back out there and appreciate everything you're doing off the court as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for checking out the Windy City Podcast. Giving a rating, writing something, a five-star is so, so, so appreciated. And also so appreciated, Kobe White. You're awesome.
Best of luck in year two in a Chicago Bulls uniform. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.